Good morning and welcome to And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host, Reverend Kathy LaFleur, a.k.a. Rev K. And we just want to welcome you, all of our listeners who are tuning in with us for our very first broadcast on Anointed Radio Network. We just want to add that you can join us every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock a.m. for a word from the Lord. Amen. So we're going to get started. We're going to get into our prayer first. We're going to read our scripture. So if you have your Bibles available or your Bible apps, we want you to bring up Genesis 2, 18 through 23. And I'll be reading from the King James Version so you can follow along if you have that translation or whatever translation is best for you. Amen. And so before we get started, let's just pray. God, we come to you and we stand in your presence thanking you for all that you have done on this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you have opened doors that no man can close and that you have closed doors that no man can open. We thank you, Lord God, that in this hour, Lord, that you will speak to us, Father God. We claim and declare right now in the name of Jesus that whatever it is that you would have for us to do, Lord God, that you will have your way in our lives, in our minds, in our homes. And God, we will forever give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're going to go to our scriptures. Genesis chapter 2. I'll be starting at the 18th verse, reading down to the 23rd verse. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field, But for Adam, there was not found any helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made he a woman and brought her unto man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And if I had to give this lesson a title, we're going to be discussing Say My Name. Women of God, I need for you to just take a few moments wherever you are and just close your eyes. I want to paint a picture for you, a picture of woman making her debut into the world. 
I want you to imagine her standing in front of Adam and in the presence of God, her feet resting on the refreshing grounds of eating. She stands there spiritually covered, but physically naked. She is without limitations and uh, absolutely no shame. Collectively, she now is a part of this man who has just hosted the first ever gender reveal celebration. Women of God, without further ado, I present to you, you. You may open your eyes. One thing that God was showing me, he said that woman has just been given her identity. Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. He was claiming her. He married her. He covered her. And he also said, she is flesh of my flesh. And this is teaching us that everything that was in him is in her. She was a part of him, made up of his DNA. And the reason why it is important for us to be reminded of our name to God is because over time, if you've lived long enough, you may have gotten called out your name. It's important for us to know who God sees us as and not be so concerned with everyone else's opinion of who we are. We have been given so many names from the time that we were introduced to this world as little girls that it just makes sense to go back to remember what it was that we were called first. Who were we before our parents named us? Who were we before our parents gave us these nicknames? Who were we before the titles minister, preacher, prophetess, psalmist, apostle, pastor, sister, friend, or enemy. I want every woman under the sound of my voice to know that you were meant to be here. And not only was it predestined, but it was purposed, mandatory to God. So Adam was naming all of the cattle and all of the creatures and all of the birds and all of the fowls and God realized that there was no help found for him. And I often wonder why didn't God just create woman like he created man? Why would he bring into existence all of the plants and the rivers, the skies, the firmaments, the waters and man and not create us? her at the same time. Well, I learned that biologically, God had to take the rib from man to make woman because women do not have the Y chromosome. The man's rib contained enough genetic information to make a woman. I also learned that spiritually, that God said that he knows the plans that he has for us and that there are plans to prosper us and not harm us and to give us an expected end. Can you imagine her standing there for the very first time introduced to this now husband in the presence of, of her Lord and Savior, clothed with everything, the oil, standing in the presence of the, the garden where everything was just created? Well, women, I can assure you that, like you, this is the making of a woman, a new woman, one that was purposely planned. 
And we must understand that God does things decent and in order. Women was appointed a miraculous entry into the world. And so what I want to share with you is because we are living in a day and time where things are a little difficult for us. Sometimes we go through things with families and friends and loved ones and churches and, and we get hurt and we go through different obstacles and different situations and we begin to forget who we are in God. We forget our name. We forget our point for being here. We forget our purpose. Sometimes brokenness can bring you to a place where you want to forget all about everything. Tuck up under a pillow, turn off all the lights and just lay there. But God wants you to know that it was significant, it was important, it was necessary for you to be brought forward into this world to understand our very makeup. The very first thing we need to look at is man. God created everything in the earth and said that it was good. But he looked at man and said it was not good that he be alone. God wasn't just examining man's surroundings because he created and made everything. He was examining man's circumstances. He understood that man would have everything he wanted there by himself, but he wouldn't have everything he needed. God understood that Adam would have needs and he was in need of suitable help. Women of God, you are suitable help. God created you to be something dynamic. He created you to be something extraordinary. He created you to be something just wonderful in this time and in this season. Adam was complete, yet incomplete. He was completely a man. He had everything that he needed, but he was incomplete for the things that God needed of him. The reason why God said that it wasn't good for him to be alone, because there was an important component missing from creation. Women of God, in order for us to understand what is taking place in the garden, we have to look at the charge given in Genesis chapter one. So let's go to Genesis chapter one. And we're gonna start reading at the 26th verse. And I'm going to be reading again from the King James Version. Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, when you look at that scripture, it should be easily noticeable that man could not be fruitful and multiply without the existence of woman. We were necessary to be here. 
It was already planned, and there's nothing that we can do about it. We had a destiny coming forth, and even now in the season that we are living in, I know that there are women out there right now that are questioning your very existence. You're questioning things that hasn't happened for you, things that haven't broken open for you, but God wants you to know just to hold on. He said you were made with custom designs and that he has everything in control. So therefore, God needed this component that was missing from creation to come into manifestation. And this is woman coming to be. Man is given this charge and he's given creation, placed in a garden, that's location, to till the grounds, that's vocation, for a short time, because that's probation. And women are so amazingly strong, we're able to carry life within us. This is why it's important to know your name. This is why it's important to let people know your name. If you have been called anything other than your name, today will be the first day that things turn around and you will demand that they will call you. If you can't call me by my title because you don't believe in a woman preacher, you don't believe in a woman pastor, if you can't call me by my title or by my birth name because you have an ought against me or you have something against me, just call me woman. Say my name. Let me just make it plain. Women, we are so strong that we are able to carry life within us. We carry someone other than ourselves while still carrying ourselves. In the natural, a pregnant woman is carrying another life inside of her, and she continues living in her own individual life. She is made to nurture. She is made to feed. She is made to speak to what is growing on the inside. Women, I need you to speak to what's growing on the inside of you. Some of you have no idea how strong you are. You have no idea how amazing you are to God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, but because of disappointments and heartache and because of illnesses or divorce or evictions or repossession or depression, we've forgotten who we are. And more importantly, we may have forgotten whose we are. We've forgotten that God made us in his image and in his likeness. Some women out there right now, and I may not know you by name, but God knows your name. You are with child. And this is how grandma used to say it. You're with child. Because some of you are carrying a business that you haven't even given birth to. Some of you are carrying a school that you haven't even given birth to, a book that has yet to come forward. Some of you are carrying the church and you have not given birth to that. You have a house, a car, a boutique, carrying dreams and visions on the inside of you. The woman was made with a womb. The womb is made to carry. The womb is made to design. Hallelujah, the womb is made to bring forth life. If I told you today that everything that has been planted inside you should be fertilized with your praise, fertilized with your faith, fertilized with your unction and, and your glory unto God, that you would be able to give birth to the purpose that you were even standing here today. 
See, the Bible says that Satan comes to steal and he comes to kill and he comes to destroy. But God has given me this assignment to remind you, his daughters, and if there's any sons listening, there goes for you too. He said to warn you that the enemy has been trying to steal your identity. We live in a day and time where identity theft is really high. Someone hacks into your system and they get your social security number, they get your identification number, and they begin to rack up bills in your name, stolen identity. The enemy is trying to steal your identity. He doesn't want you to recognize who you really are to God. He doesn't want you to realize how powerful you really are. He doesn't want you to understand all that is in you, that greater is in you than he that is in the world. He doesn't want you to recognize who you really are in this atmosphere. So we're dealing with the enemy that is trying to, been st trying to steal our identity from the very first time. He said, warn them that he's trying to kill your ideas, your visions, your dreams. Warn them that the enemy is trying to destroy everything that God has imparted inside of you. I want you to just place your hand on your head this mind that be in us. Let this mind be the mind of Christ. Just place your hand over your heart, over your chest. God, clean up my heart. Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit. Place your hand over your belly and just speak into the atmosphere that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and that everything that God has placed inside of you, everything that he has taken time to make you with, everything that he has imparted within you shall come to pass. You must decree it and you must declare it in the atmosphere because life and death is in the power of the tongue and the devil is a liar on today. So I decree it for you. For those of you that can't decree it or pray for yourself, I stand in the gap on your behalf, women. I stand in the gap to decree and declare that everything that God has placed in you shall be birthed in this season. We don't have to wait no more. Some of us have been pregnant so long. Some of us has miscarried some of the gifts. Some of us have aborted assignments, hallelujah. Every time you go from one place to the next, trying to find things. But God's word says in Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The same setup that the enemy did in the garden is the same setup he's trying to do right now. Some of you, he's trying to set up your marriage, cause division and discord. The same setup in the garden, the questioning and the interrogation that Eve had to go through. God said the enemy wants you to question what you know God said. Some of you have been given a word from God long time ago and you still question, Lord, was that you? You question, did I really hear the Lord? Was it me talking to me? Was it the enemy talking to me? God said to remind you on this day, June 1st, 2019, it was me, saith the Lord. I spoke to you and told you who you were. I spoke to you and told you what to do. 
I spoke to you and told you where to go. And he said, it's not too late. The fact that he allowed us, because God is a keeper, and the fact that he allowed us to still be here. God said his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So the things that we think God is thinking, that's the way we think. He said the enemy has been trying to get you to question who you are for so long. He said, but today I just want to come and give you answers. The answers is yes. Hallelujah. The answer is go. Hallelujah. The answer is continue, believe, trust, have faith. The answer is lean. The answer is fear not, for I am with you. He said, not just the things the enemies are after. He said, the enemy is after the places. Satan wants you to stand still. But not the steel that God requires for us to see the salvation. His desire that we stay stagnant. That we perish because we don't seek the word of God. That we perish because we don't believe the word of God. God said, remind them. Remember the voice of my son, Adam, in the garden and let it echo in your heart and in your mind. You shall be called woman. You are woman today. The woman that I said needed to be brought forth for purpose, for planning, for power, for position. One thing that God had showed me about being a woman, he said, because I know sometimes we battle with other women, we get into it and, and, and you know, you, I don't know who you are out there, but you know you have some haters. You know that you have women that really don't like you. You know that there are some people in the church that talk about you, the people in your job that talk about you. We know that we go through these struggles with each other. And sometimes we want our frenemies to be our friends. God said, just remind them of this. He said, every female is a woman. Not every woman is a mother. Every female is a woman, but not every woman is a friend. Every female is a woman, but not every woman is a sister. Every female is a woman, but not every woman is a wife. Every female is a woman, but not all women act like ladies. And so we have to remember that if we put our hope and our trust and our faith in God, that we will begin to see his glory manifest in our life. We will begin to see the things that he has spoken over us from the time that he brought us forth. From the time he said, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He already knew. He said, I know the plans that I have for you and they are to prosper you and to give you an expected end. God knows the plan. Who better than to go get the plan from? Adam said, this is now, now bone of my bone. Now means the present moment. So women of God out there, he didn't wait to take her as his wife. He said now. He offered her the covenant, the promise. Bone of my bones, 
and flesh of my flesh. I know as a married woman, I had to realize one thing about being married. And it, it wasn't until I went through counseling with my pastor, uh, the Reverend Dr. M. Christopher Brown II, that I realized what was going on in my life. And we had a question at the end of our counseling session, and it was a very challenging question. And when my pastor asked me this question, it was basically, if you were on a boat and it was you and your husband and your daughter, and you can only save one, who would you save? And that was a difficult question for me because I love my husband and I love my daughter. And I didn't know if I could really answer that question honestly. But when I answered it, he said, you passed the test. I won't tell the answer because my husband, <clears throat> who is in the studio with me today, shout out to my husband, Lex. He didn't know what my answer was. And he had the same question, and I didn't know what his answer was. But I knew that we both passed the test. And when the pastor came back into the office, I was crying. And he said, why are you crying? I said, because I just realized something. I said, I just realized that everything that I was saying that I didn't like about my husband was the very thing that I don't like about myself. I'm saying that to you today because there are times that we think that things have to be so perfect. And if you just allow me just to speak into the lives of the wives for a second, we look for things to be so perfect, so structured. And God was showing me, he said, that the very thing that you complain about with him, you possess. The very thing that you don't like about him, you have a part in that. You're the same. You are a female version of who he is. And I didn't realize that. And then once I started studying this lesson, it, it made sense. Because when he took the rib out of man and he made the woman, everything that was in the rib is in the woman. Everything that came from the man came to woman everything. And God said, don't just remind them of that. Remind them when I breathe into the men's, the man's nostrils. He said, not only do you have the makeup of this man, but you also have the majesty of your father. He said, when I breathe in him, it was before I removed the rib. So everything that was in that breath is in you. I gave you life in the womb before I brought you out of it. He said, in the same breath I breathed on you then, I'm breathing on you now. Now I'm speaking to all women. Allow God to breathe on your situation. Allow God to breathe in your life. Let him breathe in your marriage. Let him breathe on your job. Let him breathe in your household. Let him breathe on your children. 
He will cover us and he will keep us. He will protect us and he will guide us. God began to show me all these miraculous things about woman, how it's amazing to be a woman and how right now we're living in the days where it's sometimes difficult. I've seen a lot of things happen in this world and in this life, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And so I want you to understand this day that you have a name and your father has a name that's above every name. And because you came from your father, because your design is of your daddy's, that you can lean and depend on him, that you will know that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us, that he will always be there when we call out to him. I want you to just say your own name. Get somewhere, get in a mirror. Ladies, I know you got a mirror somewhere. You got a cell phone. You, you, got, you could turn it around like you're going to take a selfie. Get in your, your, if you're driving in your car, get in your rearview mirror. Just look at yourself and say your name. Not just the name that your mother gave you at birth. Not the name that your father gave you at birth. Not the nickname that people call you. Say your name. Who did God say that you really were? Who did God call you out to be? Who did God purpose you to be? Say your name and then put his name in front of your name. Not the name of Jesus, but say I am. Because when we attach God's name with our name, we go into partnership with his covenant. We go into partnership with his promise. We go into partnership with his plan and his will for our lives. He said that he is, I am, when he told Moses to go and, and tell Pharaoh. He said, who shall I say? He said, tell him I am sent me. So I just want you to just insert I am in front of your name. I am a minister because God said I am. I am a pastor because God said I am an intercessor. I am Hallelujah, what God said that I am. And I want you to do that every day. Speak life over yourself. Remember who you are. Remember the times when it was difficult. Remember, remember what God told us today and this lesson that the enemy comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. So anytime that you find yourself, because if you, if you had the opportunity to read the story and we don't have that time on our show to read the whole story about Adam and Eve in the garden, but if you know the story and if you're familiar with it, it said that Eve was sitting under the tree when the serpent came and began to say, did God really say not to eat from this tree? And I'm paraphrasing. When you find yourself alone sitting there and you hear this voice that's contrary to the voice that you first heard that said that you shouldn't eat and the voice begins to question what you heard and you know that you heard know that that second voice is not God's voice God wouldn't question himself he is the answer Remember the first voice that gave you instructions remember the first voice that gave you directions remember the first voice Remember it because there is going to come a time, especially after this, this episode, 
Because one thing that the enemy doesn't want, he doesn't want you to hear from God today. He doesn't want you to understand who you are. He doesn't want you to look back and remember how you were created and that it was necessary for you to be here. He doesn't want any of that. He wishes that it would fall on deaf ears. He wishes that it would fall by the wayside. He wishes. But I just need you to remember. Remember who you are in God. God said, remember when you're sitting by yourself, when he's trying to urge you to do something that I didn't tell you to do. He said, be still and know that I am God. God said to remind you that he already has everything worked out in his perfect plan for you. Sometimes the waiting is hard and we get a little anxious and we get a little fretting, thinking that, hey, things are passing us by, especially women, when we see other women doing things. We, we wonder, when is it our time? We go to a wedding. When am I going to get married? We see someone with a baby. When will I have a baby? We see someone blessed with a promotion. When will it be my turn to be promoted? We see things that are happening. She got a new car. When am I going to get a new car? We see people getting new new houses. When am I going to get a new house? The Lord said, if you don't mind waiting on the Lord, he said the same way that you asked me the question in the beginning, why didn't you create woman when you created the heavens and the earth? Why didn't you create woman when you created the fowls and the birds and, and the fish and the creature? Why didn't you create woman at that time, Lord? Because that was my question to God. God said, remember, I waited. I waited for the perfect opportunity to see where she fits in. I waited to see not just the situation, but the circumstances. I waited for the perfect timing to bring her forth. He said, women, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. But I haven't forgotten about you. He said, everything that I promised you, everything that I spoke over you, everything that I spoke in you is coming. It's coming if you wait. It's coming if you wait on the Lord. Now you can close your eyes again and picture yourself standing in that same garden with your feet clothed in righteousness, naked before the presence of God. Not ashamed to admit, Lord, I know I didn't listen to you the other day when you told me not to do this. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I know that I didn't go when you told me to go. But Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I know I didn't say what you told me to say. I, I said what I wanted to say. And, and Lord, I'm sorry. I'm taking off everything. See, women, what we have to understand is that God still expects us to be in his presence, naked and not ashamed. Because he will clothe us with righteousness. He would put us on the garment of praise. Don't be afraid to go into your secret closet and tell God all about you. It's time out for telling on people. It's time out for telling on people to God. Telling God this person did this. And, and, and I'm guilty. I can be the first to tell you that I was guilty. I used to complain about how people treated me in ministry. I used to complain and tell God, well, this person was talking about me and this person mistreated me. But God wanted me to tell him all about me. Tell me the things that you don't like about you. 
He said, because when I look down at you, I should see my reflection. Since I created you in my likeness, in my image, since I brought you forth and you have the same makeup and the same DNA and the same breath that was in man when I brought you forth, you should still resemble me. And when he begins to look down at his daughters, he's not looking for us. He's not worried about what type of purse you carry. He's not worried about what type of outfit you have on. He's not worried about what type of hair you're wearing for this week. He's not worried about your makeup. He's looking at your image. Your image represents his imagination of who you would be, who you would come to be. And we are still becoming, Lord. So as we become and stand in your presence, taking everything off. Lord, we take off jealousy today. Some women need to take off jealousy. Some women need to take off backbiting and gossiping. Take it off today. Let this be the hour that you take it off and stand before the presence of God and say, I want to take off all of the things that are not like you, Lord. I want to go back to when you first saw me in the garden, when you saw my purity, when you saw everything that was perfect with me, Lord. I want to take off doubt. I want to take off fear. I want to take off disappointment. I stand before you and I take it off. Women, look at yourself in the mirror. Look at who you really are and say, God, I want to put back on your image. I want to put back on your attributes and your characteristics and your spirit. I want to put it on, Lord God. I want to put on the full armor of God. I want my mind covered and I want my feet covered and I want my breast covered and I want my hands with a sword in it with your word of truth. Put it back on, ladies. Put on what God wants on us and take off everything that is not like him. Because we can't prosper as women, as women of God in this season or the next. If we continue to fight the things that we are fighting from the past, if we continue the fight in our families, in our household, we can't move forward in God. And God has so much. One thing that I know about women in ministry is that you, you heard the saying that we are strong in numbers. And so I know that the enemy tries to divide us because he knows that there are strength in numbers. He tries to get us feuding and, and fighting and, and being upset with one another because he knows that if we ever get together, if we ever come with one accord, if we ever line up under the will of God and really be there for one another, he would be in trouble. But because we have all these distractions as women, as a woman, we have all these distractions going on in our lives. We're looking around. We see too much. We see how people look at us. We see what people said about us. God said, if you would just look to the hills from which cometh your help, because all your help comes from the Lord. Be mindful of how you walk. Be mindful of how you talk. You shall be called woman. And so on this first day in the sixth month, we are going back to that day in the beginning when God made us, when God shaped us and took time forming us, when God brought us forth to be help, help meet. 
when God looked at man and said it wasn't good that he be by himself. And he thought enough to bring us in to this land, into this world, into that garden. God still feels that way this day. He still knows who you are. In spite of what you've gone through, it's never too late. In spite of what you had to experience, it's never too late. Don't let the enemy tell you that you've messed up so much that God can't use you. Don't let the enemy tell you that you've been so bad that there's no chance for you to be a kingdom builder, that there's no chance for you to be the things that God has said that you will be. You have to declare it in the spirit and you have to decree that the devil is a liar, that I shall be what God said I would be. Starting with woman, starting with his image, starting with his likeness. I shall be woman. And so this lesson for today, ladies, is for all women out there that needed to hear the voice of God different today that needed just that extra moment in the presence of the Lord to look at herself and nobody else when you in a room and, and you don't want anything else to matter but you and God. This is your day. I'm speaking to those women that have been seeking and chasing after God all week long that have been beat and badgered and bruised and hurt by life and society and its world and things that go on that are unfair. The, those that have been broken and, and helpless. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to those women today and I speak life back into your situation. Life back into the situation. Life back into your situation. I speak life into every woman that has tuned in to this broadcast. Life back into your situation. Life back into the situation. That first life that God spoke, that first life that God chose, that first life, that first voice that you heard, the one that declared what you would be, the one that said who you are. I touch and agree with that voice today because every other voice is a lie. Every other thing that the devil has tried to tell us has been lied. Lies and lies. He said that Satan is the author and the father of lies. And so we will no longer on this day, we decree before the face of God that we will no longer believe what the enemy told us. We will no longer believe the lies that he has put in our head. We will no longer believe that we can't. Can't won't be in our vocabulary anymore. We can do all things through you, Lord. And we shall. And we shall be called by our true name, what you have given us, the gifts that you have given into us, that you have placed on the inside of us. We will give birth, oh God. And so I want to call forward some of the women, some of the older women, some of the, the seasoned women, some of the, the women that have been in ministry for a long time that you see these young women's coming into the house of God, looking for someone that can embrace them and that could speak into their lives, not running up to them, trying to give them a lap scarf, but running up to them, trying to give them a hug, running up to them, trying to embrace them and see what they're going through, running up to them and trying to look into their eyes to see what they've been through. You don't know what people have gone through day after day. So I want to speak to the seasoned today and I want to 
solicit you as midwives to help push, help these women of God, these young women of God, these new ministers that have answered their call into the gospel, these new choir directors, these new deaconess, these new ushers. I want to call forth the older women that, that will come forth and, and act as a midwife and help them push out purpose and, and push out possibilities and push out the plans of God. I solicit you, women of God, you know what it's like you've been through. And because you've been through, you can go back and strengthen. You can go back to help someone else. And this is not to suggest that you haven't already. Thank God for those who have. Thank God for those who have. But there is a brokenness going on between women and relationships with women right now. There is a broken brokenness and some scarring going on within women right now. There is a discord between women right now. There is competition between women right now. I feel it in the atmosphere. I feel it in the unction of God. There is something going on that is dividing us. And God wants us to know right now that it's not him. It's the trick of the enemy because he knows that the day that we come together with one accord, that things marvelous would happen, not just in this city, but all over the world. When we begin to love on each other like God loves us, when we begin to stand for each other and back each other, when we begin to take each other and, and just love on one another, all the things that we have been through, when we begin to testify the, the real testimonies to say, sis, I've been there. I know what you're going through. I, I've been in that situation before. I know how to get out. I pray you through when you can't pray for yourself. I put you on my prayer wall. I put you down on my list. I've interceded on your behalf. It's too much conflict. It's too much conflict between the women of God. And God wants us to come together in this season and in this time. Because you were called woman. You have a miraculous purpose. And you have assignments awaiting you. And so on this day, I just want you to prepare your spiritual mind. Prepare your spiritual mind for even this afternoon, for the things that you will hear Christ speak to you in his still, small voice, the things that he will tell you to write down. Grab your notebook, grab your journal and begin to write. Write the things that God pours into you. And every time you hear the question, the challenge, the conflict of the enemy, rebuke them in the name of Jesus. So we can tell the enemy today that no more, we will not listen to your voice. We understood what happened in the garden. We understood what happened in the end after she was brought forth and after she was brought out of man, that things happened and they had to be removed from the garden. And after we were brought forth and things have happened and we had to be removed out of situations, but it ends today. Everything in our past is in the past. And everything in this moment we shall embrace. Everything in this very hour we shall embrace. For this is the time. And this is the season for our women of God all over the world. I challenge you to do something miraculous. Do something great. Make a name for Christ. Be the vessels that we were called to be. Let God use you as an instrument. Let God speak through you. 
Let God use your mind. Let him use your heart. Let him use your hand. Reach out. That's what outreach is. Reaching out for someone other than yourself. I dare you to reconcile relationships today. I dare you and I challenge you to go before the Lord and reconcile some relationships, reconcile with your family, reconcile with your friends, reconcile on this day so that we can march forward, so we can march forward in God and do all the things that he has purposed us to do, do all the things that he has planned for us. And then I want when you're faced with a challenge, I want when you're faced with a situation where someone has said something negative, that you remind them of your name, that you remind them that you found out <laughs> that in Genesis chapter two, that Adam gave you the name and that name is woman. And this is the name that they can address you by if they don't want to call you anything else. But you have been called out and chosen by God. You have been purposed to be here and there's nothing that the devil can do to stop what God has planned for you. I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to be enlightened today. And I want you to be excited about what's to come in your life. I'm excited about your next move. I'm excited about your next assignment. I'm excited about your next mission and your next endeavor. I'm excited for you because I know that God is saying in this time and in this season right now that there are greater works for us to do as women of God in this season. There are greater things that we are going to put our hands to. There are greater things that we are going to speak. There are greater places that he is going to take us. And I touch and agree with you today. And as we wrap up, towards the end of our hour. I'm gonna just leave you with a couple of things before we go. I wanna leave you with this song I was listening to earlier. I was listening to Better Days by Leandria Johnson. And I want you to play that song sometime today and just get into a place of meditation, get into a place of solitude, get somewhere quiet where you can hear God. And I want you to just play that song for the women that have gone through something even this morning, even this morning, even yesterday. I want you to just get somewhere and get somewhere quiet and put on that song and just let it minister into your heart and into your spirit. Let it minister to you that you will believe that better days are coming, that you will believe that whatever happened on yesterday doesn't matter on today, that whatever happened this morning is already gone and that God has something even greater for later in the afternoon. It's not even 12 o'clock yet, but we have time to turn around our situation. One thing that I've learned about God is that you don't have to stay where you are, that you can get up even right now, hallelujah, that you can change your situation just by the way you think, that you can change your situation just by the way you speak, that you don't have to wait until you walk into the church house tomorrow, that you can begin to give God praises right now for the things that he's about to birth out of you in this situation, that you can give God the praise right now for the things that he's about to bring to pass, for every dream that was held up, for every vision that was set aside, that that you can give God the praise right now and you will see the glory of the Lord. You will see the works of the Lord come on your behalf. I just came to speak into somebody's life today and to give you hope, expectation to wait on God. 
to know that God loves us, to know that God needed us here. And so since we're here, we may as well work the work that the Lord has given us. Since we're here, we may as well forgive. Since we're here, we may as well go back and do the work that God has given us to do. Pick up the things that you have left behind. Since we're here, we may as well be help, ladies. We may as well be what God has called us to be. Help for not just our husbands, but for our household and our children and, and our schools and our teachers and, and our leaders and our pastors and our friends and our family. We may as well be help because we have the ability to do all things. And it has been hidden inside of every woman. But I want you to make your big debut today. So now we can introduce to the world on this anointed radio broadcast. Here comes women, not just any woman, but women of God, women of God that are seeking God's voice, women of God that are seeking God's instruction, women of God that are seeking God's direction. Here she comes. And when you see her walking by, and you may not even know her name, <laughs> just call her woman. Say my name. My name is woman. Amen. Amen. And so we just want to thank you for tuning in to And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host for the hour, Rev K. And if you like our show and you want to know more, you can go and visit our website. It's outofthecageministries.com. And I just want to give a couple shout outs before I leave. Shout out to my husband who is in the studio today with me. Shout out, of course, to Pastor Jay and Lady AJ for this amazing network. Greater things are coming to Anointed Radio. I see it in the spirit. And a shout out to She's Creative and to all of the people that have sponsored this opportunity. But most importantly, I just want to shout out God for opening up this door for me to sit and to give you the things that he has given me. And we just want to thank you again. We will be on air every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. You can follow us on Facebook. Our Facebook is Out of the Cage Ministries. You can follow us on Out of the Cage Ministries on our Instagram page. And you can also look for us on, um, well, I gave you our website, the outofthecageministries.com. So without further ado, we've introduced to you every woman that God has first created. And I leave you with this note to every woman listening. Your existence is not just miraculous. Your existence is mandatory. God, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your voice, Lord. We thank you for everything that you taught us through your lesson. And we now know 
what you have said that we are. We believe everything that you have told us that we would be, Lord God, and we stand before you willing, wanting, and waiting on your timing for us to come into full manifestation of the places and the things that you will have us to do in this life. God, thank you for this hour. Watch over us, Lord God, as we leave this radio network, Lord God, bless and continue to pour into anointed radio pastor Jay, Lord God. Touch his family and his household, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And God, just a special prayer before I go for my mother, Joanne. Continue to heal her body, Lord God. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.